Destination Medicine is a joint project of the regional training hubs. This podcast series brings you medical students' accounts of their experiences in applying to study medicine. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. Luck was not on Leah Monique Dowling's side growing up in Warrigal, in regional Victoria. Her parents both suffered from mental and physical conditions, and by the time Leah was 12 years old, she and her five younger siblings had been placed in foster care. Yet despite her many setbacks from a young age, Leah considers herself lucky. There were those around her who doubted she could fulfil her dream to study medicine and told her so. But her passion, coupled with a strong dose of determination, helped her through. Now, she's in her third year at Monash University's School of Rural Health. And very happily for Leah, she's back in Warrigal, where she grew up, and where her dream to study medicine started. So Heather Dawson asked Leah, when did that dream really begin? I grew up even just as a young child, even at the age of five, being fascinated with everything medical staying up late with mum, watching doctor's shows to loving going to my local paediatrician. He would always have textbooks and models and all sorts of things just waiting for me. So for me, it was always a passion of mine. And then I think it wasn't until much later in life that I revisited that notion and started to realise that it was something I was so passionate about. Well, I understand growing up, Leah, that both your parents struggled with physical and mental health conditions. Did that have a bearing on your decision to go into medicine? I think everything in my life has had some sort of impact on my decision to go into medicine. As a result of growing up with my parents struggling with mental health conditions, I got to see a first-hand perspective of how the health system works and sometimes how it doesn't work so well. So I got to see both sides of it. And I think for me, that gave me a lot of perspective in understanding mental illness, physical illness and Understanding the plight of the patient as well and how for them, especially in a rural setting, there's this huge trust that they have in their doctor and in building that doctor-patient relationship that's so integral to having good medical care. And I wanted to be the kind of doctor that my parents and that people like my parents would like to go to. Well, you actually were in foster care for quite a while as a result of the issues that your parents were grappling with. What was the impact of that on your decision to take up medicine? I think the biggest thing that growing up in foster care gave me was a drive. And it wasn't just a drive to do well and to pursue my education because at one point in time, it became quite hard. I was put into a residential home after leaving foster care at the age of 16 and had to pursue an education outside of, I guess, the normal methods, re-enrolling myself in school and such. And it became quite frustrating because it was hard to get to school and also to stay in school and to stay focused on what I was doing. And then when it came back to wanting to do medicine, I wasn't always given the same opportunity and the same advice. Well, I believe you were actually told or suggested to you at some stage along the way that you should lower your expectations, which is not very supportive, really, is it, for somebody who wants to go into medicine? No, I don't think it is. And I think it was coming from a place of caring. I think they were really thinking there's not a lot of foster kids that go through that sort of thing and come out of it the other end, let alone decide to go to university or do well enough in VC to go to university and then to 
decide to do something as challenging as medicine. So when I turned around and said that it was something I was interested in at the time, I was told to lower my expectations because those sorts of things for people of my background, it's not something that they thought I could pursue given the gravity of my situation. And I guess that just gave me the drive to pursue it more. I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to prove you wrong. (laughs) Did you ever consider any other health professions if you didn't make it into medicine? I considered a lot of things. Two of the main ones was doing research, particularly in neurosciences, was something that I was really interested in. And I also considered becoming a nurse because I feel like nursing has a lot of the same qualities that becoming a doctor does. I did a Bachelor of Biomedical Science in my early years and realised in doing this that research, uh, although it was something I was very interested in, was something that would take a backseat to my career or my future career to becoming a doctor and that I was more interested in the patient side of things rather than being stuck in a lab for long periods of time. I really liked the social interaction. And so that's kind of why I also didn't choose the nursing pathways because I liked the doctor relationship with the patient, the roles that the doctor has as compared to a nurse in the investigative side of things. I've always liked that clinical investigation and really everything that's involved in reaching a diagnosis. And so for me, that was probably one of the biggest things. So when you decided that you would do your best to become a doctor, you would have told your friends or the people around you. What was the general response? A lot of people were surprised at first. And then some people didn't support me as much as others and didn't want me to get my hopes up too much. But others, like my parents and like my friends, were quite happy for me. And once I'd applied and once I'd got in, they had a lot of pride for what I'd done and a lot of respect as well. I think a lot of people saw how much effort and work I'd put in to really get there coming from the background that I did. And particularly my mum and dad, they didn't really know a lot about medicine And I imagine my mum would have really loved to do something like medicine if she'd had the opportunity. So not coming from a background to know a lot about medicine, they really were quite impressed. Well, did you have any mentors or someone who could give you guidance to steer you through this career before you were accepted into medicine? I think it was a range of people from the way my parents were in their experiences with medicine to my family doctor who I grew up with and I had a few doctors that I'd either been in the room with or watched very closely and how they went and some advice from my own doctors as well and my university tutors were also very good in biomed they gave me a lot of advice towards what medicine would be like and how that career would shape me. Were there any activities that you undertook that helped motivate you to get into medicine, Leah? I recall when I first started to investigate medicine as a career path, my options were to go to a few open days. And so open days were things that we got offered in VCE. And I went to a few of them and decided that they really gave me a picture of what sorts of career options that I would be most interested in and most passionate about. And then I did some of the activities at these universities and found them really interesting. So like we got to do some suturing workshops and we got to play with some mannequins and see birth simulations and things like that. I think that was very interesting and it really gave me even more insight, even more drive to continue on this path. Well, when you decided to apply for medicine, what were the first steps that you needed to take? And did you map out a plan? 
I couldn't say that my path into medicine was very planned out. To begin with, I actually didn't get the ATAR or what was called the ATAR to get straight into medicine. So I actually started off going to apply at a different university to the one that I'm currently with, Federation University. I did a year there and got some really good grades that would transfer me to Monash University, where they have that fast-tracked program from the Bachelor of Biomedical Science to the postgraduate stream of medicine. And so I did really well. I got a HT average, which I was very proud of. I'd worked really hard and been able to get myself into the Bachelor of Biomedical Science, which is a three-year degree. And then doing well enough in that degree, a few students get an offer based on their WAM and their GPA for an interview into the medical course. And so I did a series of multiple mini interviews and something called a situational judgment test. And that allowed me to basically, given that I'd done well enough on that, get an offer into medicine at Monash. Well, if you hadn't, though, would there have been a plan B if you hadn't got in? I don't think for me there was ever a plan B or an option B. For me, medicine was always my end goal and I would have kept trying until I succeeded. And I think that that's very true for a lot of my colleagues who I'm now studying with is that their path has been more tortuous and that they've had to come back again and again. However, I would have always wanted a family and I think that alongside medicine in the future, in the near future, I'd really like to start a family with my partner and I think I'll do that regardless of being in medicine. Perhaps might have taken a gap year. I haven't taken a year off yet and taken a job in perhaps one of the biomedical sciences dealing with still the patient side of things, educating them in medical equipment such as an insulin pump because diabetes is another interest area of mine. Okay. Well, looking at the application or selection processes that you went through, what tips or what advice would you give to other people listening to you now about how you went about it and how maybe they could learn from that? I applied for so many different things and I think one of the biggest things you can do is apply for everything that you want to apply for. Don't let other people sway your preferences and preference the universities that you want to first. And there's also an element of not letting others doubt you, but also not doubting yourself. So I applied for about five different universities and luckily I got Monash, which is the one that I most wanted. So that's just quite fortunate, but also that you look at the different teaching styles for each university and understand what you'd most enjoy. For me, the clinical side and the way that Monash does their teaching is more clinical. So for me, that was a perfect fit. And most importantly, that if you don't get the score you want, like I didn't get the score I wanted, that there's so many pathways into medicine and so many different ways. I've seen at least 20 different ways that I've seen my colleagues get into medicine. So just keep trying. There's always a way into the course you want and explore those options. And usually they have university student lines or support or student connects that can help you with those pathways as well. Did you enter medicine through a specific entry pathway? So I entered through the rural pathway, which involves applying for something called the Rural Dean's List. This is because I grew up in a rural town, Warrigal, for about 12 years before being moved to the various foster placements that I had throughout Gippsland. And so I'd grown up rurally and the requirement was to have grown up in a rural area for around 10 years. So that put me in a good position to apply for this list. And I think without this particular special pathway for me, I wouldn't have been able to get into medicine. I also came from an underrepresented school, so I was able to apply for things like C's and, and all those other things in my first applications into my undergraduate studies as well. So I think having a look for all the options that are out for you, 
Okay. Did you have to sit interviews as part of your application process? And um, how did they go if you did? I sat a series, I think it was about eight stations of multiple mini interviews is what they're called. And each of these interviews assesses either a personal trait or a professional quality that you have that's related to medicine. And they give you like a little scenario and they see how you respond to the scenario. So in preparation for these, I watched some YouTube videos. I spoke with a good friend of mine who's just graduated actually, and she helps me practice some typical scenarios and gave me an idea of what to expect on the day. And although like none of those scenarios came up, it helps me to prepare about thinking about the big things that matter with medicine, the medical ethics, the why I wanted to be a doctor and what advice that I could give to others, which seemed to be really the qualities that were looked for on the day. Were those interviews nerve wracking or did you find them actually quite interesting? I found them quite interesting. I was very nervous going into them and then towards the end of them, I felt quite calm. After I'd done a couple of stations, the nerves settled and we also had a couple of students that were helping on the day that were already in the medical course that were there to sit and chat. So I had a good discussion with someone who was already in the course and got their perspective on how they were doing as well. So it was very welcoming. I didn't feel overly intimidated or anything. So what was your overall experience likelier in applying for medicine, would you say? And are there any key messages that you would give to other people listening to you? I think my overall experience, if I had to sum it up in three words, is I felt lucky. I would recommend getting to know a current medical student like I did and getting to know the environment that you'll be working in, whether that's shadowing another doctor or talking to your GP or making some medical appointments or volunteering as a first aider. I did some time with that as well and that really helped. And I think these things are all important in considering a career in medicine. And in studying rurally for me so far, it's been an absolute blessing. I've got a group of peers who are really supportive, who I'm really close with, who there's only a few of us so we do a lot of things outside of medicine together as well and it's a unique experience where we get to know the community where you could go down the street and you could see Mrs Smith who you just saw in ED earlier that day with her daughter or something like that so it's quite a homely and humbling experience and for me it's also been lovely because I'm actually placed out in Warrigal at the moment and so it was my hometown I've grown up here and so it's been wonderful to explore the scenery and see the spaces that I grew up in and have that beautiful rural fresh air every day. It's just been fantastic. And it's nice to know that one day I'll be able to give back to the community I grew up in and hopefully help with the shortage of rural health practitioners and specialists that we have. Well, is there one piece of advice, Leah, that you wish you'd been given before you started your medical career? I think it would have been nicer to have more advice from someone who was thinking about being rural and wanting to know more about how the undergraduate medical assessment test works. So coming from an underrepresented school, there wasn't a lot of information given about that. And I feel like I missed out on the opportunity to sit the UMAT and that might have been perhaps a more direct path into medicine for me. But having said that, I would have loved someone to say to me that my ATAR score doesn't matter. (laughs) because it doesn't define you and looking back on it I spent so much time so much frustration so much stress thinking about this ATAR score and at the end of the day it's not going to define me as a doctor it's not going to define me as how I will be to my patients and I think that's the biggest message that anyone could get from my journey. Well Leah 
you seem to have remarkable determination and resilience, but a lot of people in medicine experience imposter syndrome. Has that been the case for you? Oh, absolutely. As someone who's come from such a difficult background and being rural as well, there have been periods of time in my medical degree, and particularly last year, where I had quite a significant stage of imposter syndrome and I was looking at myself and then I was comparing myself to my peers and I was wondering, how did they even let me in this course? And I think the biggest thing that helped me to deal with feeling inadequate for the role or opportunity to be in medicine was knowing that other people in the course felt exactly the same way I felt. My peers, my lecturers had felt that way. Other doctors had felt that way. And by talking to these people and getting that reassurance, I was accepting this eventually as a normal response for someone going into medicine. Anyone is particularly more common if you had a difficult journey. Well, is there anything that you could say about your medical career that you've chosen that you could never prepare for? I think the biggest thing so far for me that I didn't expect or didn't know to prepare for was actually dealing with the workload of medicine. So for me, it was a lot of trial and error in learning how to learn again. And one of the biggest subject areas that I struggled with the most was actually anatomy. And I'd done very little anatomy in my undergraduate studies and it became very difficult for me to really digest so much information in such a short space of time. And so something that you can never really prepare for is how you'll respond to that increased workload and the long hours and the constant feeling that you know nothing. And the truth for me was that eventually you get there and eventually you accept that you can never know everything. And certainly that that feeling of knowing nothing is completely normal. So I had to come up with new strategies to learn. I explored drawing my anatomy. I did some anatomy programs on my computer that helped me learn visually and found a new study style instead of writing copious amounts of notes that suited me a lot more and that helped me get that information into my brain much better. But the biggest thing was that the more creative I was with my study and the more ways I tried to learn something, the better I learned it. And I know that I had got this advice and used a lot of the ways that my peers were learning and made my own ways. And I think that that really sort of submersing yourself in the study environment of not just your own study, but studying with others really helped. So I think that the biggest thing is just that increased workload, but the journey to finding that right study technique is very individual and something that as you go, you get better at. And I've definitely improved even this year in the ways that I study. Leah Monique Dowling third-year medical student at Monash University's School of Rural Health in Warrigal. We trust you've enjoyed this episode of Destination Medicine, a joint project of the regional training hubs. The hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.